Blog Talk Radio. Actually, 
um, eight and seven, and needing to win the last game against the Giants to get in the playoffs, and you lose. And then the next season, mm-hmm. you go eight and seven, and you need to win the last game of the season against the Redskins, <laughs> and you lose. I remember this, yeah. And then the next oh. season, you go eight and seven. And you have to win the last game of the season against the uh, Eagles to get into the playoffs. And you lose. <laughs> As Jesus. Cowboy fans, we lived that nightmare. And I was thinking yeah, that about pretty that. Awful. <laughs> yeah, it was very horrible to go through that three consecutive years. And I may have the teams in the wrong order, but it was the NFC East teams. But about yeah. three years in a row. Eight and eight, three years in a row, missed the playoffs on the last game of the season. Three years in a row, you win, you're in, and three years in a row, we lost. That's what they're comparing. But, but to go through what you went through, and you know, just be happy. Just be happy that some idiot called the timeout. That's all I got to say. <laughs> I'm very happy. We all are so something. Send him some edible arrangement, something. Dr. Train. Told you, man, there's always somebody dumber than you and your team, bro. Every time. <laughs> Never fails. <laughs> hey, 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 Train. Yes, sir. Hey, hey. Train. Yes. K-Star said that you weren't showing up because your team ain't making it to the playoffs. I'm telling you. Really, bro? Uh, I said the train, uh, the train, the train left at the end of the regular season. <laughs> Man, that's. Cool. I'm, I'm just talking about. Mom. I'm excited about the all season. <laughs> what are you talking about? You I should bet. be. I bet. We're about to have changes. Your, your, your GM, your coach, gone. Gone. Too bad they ain't fired the owner. They fired his ass too. Uh, uh, I'm stuck with him. <laughs> I'm stuck with him. But listen, so, so. First thing I want to do is the power rankings because this will be the last power rankings of the year. Um, and, you know, I started to look around. I looked at NFL.com's power rankings. They had the Cowboys down to like nine or some shit. I said, man, I'm not even going to keep, I'm not even going to tolerate this stupidity. And I, I, I just, I closed up my browser and went on with my day. But I'll usually, I try to see, but nine, nine. I, I, we'll get to that shit. We'll get to that crap. But here's the final TMV power rankings for the 2021 NFL season. This is it. After 18 weeks, 17 games, this is it. A team that didn't show up much in the power rankings all year cracks into the top five on the very last power ranking. That is the Tennessee Titans. A team that spent a lot of time in the top five. The Dallas Cowboys, number four. The Kansas City Chiefs, number three. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, or affectionately known as the Tom Bay Buccaneers, number two. And number one, the Green Bay Packers. That is our that is our um that is our pick. So there you have it. And uh thank you guys for a great year of power rankings, and um, we will see <laughs> we will see how this fleshes out in the, in the postseason. 
I, 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 I did a couple of things before we talk about the games, but um, so so, K Star, you and I have had this Carson Wentz disagreement, even to the point where one week you had him as bona fide. You wanna you wanna Carson, you, know, you wanna re- Carson Wentz. Well, well, yeah. So it was Carson to uh, Michael exactly. Pittman, but yes. They said it was the uh, Carson to uh, Michael Pittman, but yes, he's part of that. That's true. Yeah, he was part of that. It's still Carson Wentz. I don't care. They're alone him with him. It could be him to Randy Moss. I don't care. Yeah, Adam is born. But, uh, mm-hmm. do, 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 do you want to – how do you feel about that now? I don't change. I'm not changing that because I don't know if we're the game. Um, but you look at the season totals, they're very strong for Carson Wentz. The, Car- the Colts finish is a top-five scoring offense in the NFL. All right, these, are, these are factual say, say things that have happened. So the Colts I, I, finish is a top-five scoring The Colts finished as a top-five scoring offense in the league. Carson had one of the best touchdown-to-interception ratios in football. Here we go with Here we go with And here, here we go. Are they going to the playoffs? No, they're not. Thank God. Uh, that helped my team Why out. Why are they but, not going to the playoffs, K-Star? Well, they're not going to the playoffs because they're, they've had some issues the last couple of games of the season. Their defense couldn't stop the Who Jaguars. Who Certainly K-Star. Carson. Certainly the Jaguars did, and certainly Carson was a part oh, okay. of that, but also their defense. Yeah. He, the Colts, come on. The Colts, one more point? Really? Yes. 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 Carson the Colts have lost on the season. Wake up. I told you this. He does. I have told he you does. this about us and Wentz. I test. Not that. This I test. He will never The eye test was pretty good for Carson Wentz. He made some really good plays this year. He's also made some boneheaded ones. I will say this. Here, I'll, I'll cap it off with this. I think that in the context of the season, he was more bona fide than bona fide, given how it ended and given that some of those turnovers they cost in the games. But as far as him being a starter next year, he's still going to be the starter. They still have potential to grow, uh, the Colts do. You know, they're a good team. Um, he didn't play well in stretches, but there are also stretches where he did play very good. I, if I'm the Colts, I would not give up on Carson Wentz over one season, right? I mean, that's just me. But especially when you invest in the I'm taking him. Well, hey, we'll be back here next year having the same conversation, because I keep telling you, he ain't it. He ain't it. That's it. He ain't it. And and it showed. You know? I'll, get, I'll give you the nod. I'll give you the nod for how it ended. Well, I'm not going to be, I mean, you know, I'm not going to be ridiculous. I, I, I saw it in Philly. I saw it in Philly. And that's why I'm like, I don't give a damn where he goes. He's still going to be Carson Wentz. And, yeah, he's going to have flashes. He's going to have, you know, he's going to have his... They all have flashes. Still, still, right. still an inconsistent player. Flash in the pan. And, and Kaysa, you yeah. said Colts had a nod offense points-wise in the league. Is mm-hmm. that what I heard? You may want to check that. Offense. Unless that had changed after week may, 18. Well, I'm Where really, are they? Where are they at now? They, Where are they now? They, well, they're not five in the conference. Where are they in points per game? I'll look it up real quick. Last I checked well, before I'm, going into last week, they were top five in the NFL. Not the, not the conference, but well, the NFL. Okay. They could be number one in yeah. points per game if you 
if you lose eight, you know, you lose eight games and don't make the playoffs, then it don't matter. Don't matter. No, I know, but he's, he's so the Colts went from okay, so the Colts went from third to ninth after these last two games. They went from mm-hmm. twenty eight points per game, twenty eight and a half to twenty six point fifty three. Yeah. So yeah, I mean that kind of takes the uh, case for Henry Bump for the last couple of weeks of the season. They needed him to play well. He came off COVID, but like awful against the Raiders, played really bad against Jacksonville, and their defense collapsed for Trevor Lawrence, which was unbelievable to watch. Um, I enjoyed it, but I don't want to hear about COVID yeah. excuses. He ain't vaccinated, so you know I don't want to hear. But the, but the, but the thing, the thing of it is, is this: y'all, y'all, the Colts traded a first-round pick. And, and, and another pick, if I'm not mistaken, to get Carson Wentz. And it wasn't to finish 9-8 and eight and to lose to the Jags in the final game of the season to get booted. So mm-hmm. even folks on the side, folks on the outside, folks in all parts in between are looking at this trade as a bust because now Philly's got, what, two or three first-round picks because of it, and they're in the playoffs, and, and the Colts aren't. Well, they got one pick. So, yeah, they got one pick out of that. But I mean, but but in total, maybe from other dealings, they got at least two first yeah, round picks. Yeah, that's true. One one that's of true. them being from the Carson Wentz. One of them in the and they're in the playoffs, yeah. but the Colts aren't. So yeah. when when you when you're trading for for that type of, of of a commodity, you're expecting to go to the playoffs. You're not expecting to lose your last two, and then one of those last two being a season finale to the Jags, the worst team in the league. That's oh by the way, going to have the number one pick in the upcoming draft. Well, I mean, it also is a good reminder, I think, to everyone. It, it's tough to uh, – you can't just discount division rivals just like that, right? Even as bad as a team can be, you still lose to a team like that within your division. I mean, there's there's no game even playing division games at the end of the season as well. But, yeah, to your point, I mean, obviously that, that investment did not uh, pan out this year. Certainly played well. The Colts were on fire at one point. They won like seven or eight straight, but uh, they certainly tanked it at the end, and he was a huge part of why they didn't. The offensive production died into off a cliff these last two weeks and it ended up costing them. Um, but as I said earlier, I mean, well, they kind of have to, I imagine, go within another year. The Eagles are certainly set up better given how, you know, they're in the playoffs and have multiple first-round picks next year. But if you're a Colts fan, I'm not sure that it's so easy to be reactionary and demand that you go away from Carson Wentz and you just invest his first-round pick and he did show flashes, so. Um, yeah. Well, I, 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 it, they're going to do what they're going to do, and financially, they may be stuck with him for another year. But yeah. he's not going to—he's not gonna all of a sudden become this, you know, great quarterback next year. And and you know, if this—the the Jaguars' loss, like that's devastating. That's a devastating loss. Okay, that's not just—that's not okay. So the the, the 49ers beat the Rams. Well, you know, they're both going to the playoffs, you know, division rivalry, you know, 49ers been beating the Rams anyway. Like, like that hurts for the Rams because they went and got Matthew Stafford and they got Vaughn Miller and, you know, they, they mortgaged their entire future for right now. So, but they've got, but they're in the postseason, right? So, you know, okay, hey, <laughs> we got to go fix this. Colts are sitting home got this all-world running back, you know, it'll be interesting to see next year, but I, I just had to bring it up because you and I have bantered back and forth about this guy, and I keep telling you, 
you know, one day you'll come around and you'll be like, all right, T, I give up on him. He's he's never going to be what he what he had that one season in Philly for about fifteen yep. games. He was nasty. Where the MVP until he got hurt. Yeah. Yeah. Then he got hurt, and he's same, never been the same. Same sense. Nope. Nope. Well, and, and I will say this. He, he did improve. He did improve. I will say this to his defense. He did improve mightily, incredibly over last season. He was a much better player this year than he was last year in Philly. Last year in Philly was fucking terrible. This year he wasn't fucking terrible. Say what you want, but the ball he was, he was a at worst season. I mean, but, but huh? the ball wasn't that high. With, for one, two, he's back reunited with Frank Wright. Three, like you said, he's got or T said he got the all world running back. And and unfortunately, mm-hmm. you don't give up that much capital for flashes. Zach Wilson can show flashes. Trevor Lawrence can show flashes. This dude's been in the league what four or five years now. Shouldn't be no more flashes. Should be a, a bright ass light. Damn the flashes. Word. He needs to step up day in and day out, and he needs to be able to carry his team. The loss to the Jags was bad all around. It was just bad all around. But that's why you give up a first-round pick, pick up your team when they just don't seem to have it. And he just seemed to join them. Y'all ain't got it? Well, hell, I ain't got it either. Y'all want to go to Maui? Y'all want to go to Puerto Rico? Where y'all want to go? That's what it seems like. And you can't, you can't be any more talk about he's this or he's that. No, he's not. He hasn't been the same since that injury. And you reunite, reunite with Frank Wright, and, and, the, and the world should all be well and good, and they're still home for the playoffs. Right next to yeah. us, you know what I'm saying? Right next to us. All right. Keeping this couch warm. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's true. Again, the guy, did, the guy did score 30 touchdowns. They only threw seven picks. I mean, there were some flashes that I think that they can build on. I just put it, All I'm saying is I would not just, you know, Dumped it after a one year experiment just because they finished week his last couple of games of the year. You know, they just had a big game only a few weeks ago on Christmas first, uh, and beat outplayed Kyler. I mean, you know, he's had, good, he's had some good games. Listen, Trent Dilfer won a Super Bowl. Brad Johnson won a Super Bowl. Okay. You know, I mean, I mean, so he, he is, he's at least as good as them, maybe better than them. So I'm not saying necessarily that they're going to dump him. And financially, based on his contract, they probably can't. But he is not the guy. When I say the guy, when we talk about the top tier, right, so we've got our three horsemen right now. Right now we've got three horsemen. I know Ben's still in the league, but come on. Sorry, Ben. Yeah, wish you – hey, I, I honestly wish you well. We're going to talk about the game. We're going to talk about all six games. <laughs> yep, he's still yeah. fighting. But when we talk about the elite, we can't keep Ben in that category. And he's about to retire anyway, nah. so good. But yeah. – we got Patrick, we got Tom, we've got, um, uh, Aaron. you know, uh, hey Rod, yeah, Green Bay. yeah, hey Rod, thank you, Aaron Rod. Those are the, mm-hmm. those three. They're on their own, and then you got the next level, and there's a lot we can talk about on that level. We can talk about Josh Allen, and we can talk about Russell Wilson, even though he had an off year, but he's still, you can still see. He's got it, right? I think he just needs a new home. You know, you can talk about Dak, right? You can talk about Justin Herbert. And, you know, there's, there's a group of court, and I know I'm not naming them all, but there's a group kind of on that yeah. second level, and at some point we'll probably elevate one. Maybe the playoffs will help us do that. I can't put Carson in that category. I'm sorry. I cannot. When I go to the next category of 
is good, maybe a little better than good. Okay, I can I can stick them there. Yeah, and I would agree with you there. And I don't think and I, with Kirk Cousins. And I think that's all he's got. <laughs> what was that? He's down there with Kirk Cousins. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. There you go. And Kirk Cousins playing craps together. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but anyway, anyway that, that, I, that I Richard Sermon was mediocre. Mediocre. Um, you know, I, I, we don't have to spend a lot of time on the Raiders-Chargers game. I think we all thought it. it was it was a great game, and congratulations, <laughs> KSR, because congratulations. You know, you guys, you guys, after living through that, the Steelers did not back into the playoffs. Y'all deserve to be in the playoffs. I'm just saying, because, woo, that was close. Yeah. That was close. Sure was. If that had ended in a tie, we'd still be talking about that. <laughs> oh, man. God. And and my last comment on that is, whatever the Chargers coach's name is, I, I don't care what anybody Brandon Staley. He yeah. had no idea what the fuck he was doing. And he's going. He he is kicking himself for calling that time. Mm-hmm. I I promise this is you. Why we talk about professional football? Yep. Uh, it was just silly. Got a quote from Justin Herbert saying, um, "I never played for a tie." Motherfucker, <laughs> you plan to get into the playoffs? <laughs> right. You're not playing for a tie. Right. You're playing to get into the playoffs. Right. Yo, he was wishing for the tie. <laughs> and, you know, when well, he was, he, was down, he called a timeout for no reason. If he was playing for the tie, he did it. He even threw that up because in playing for the tie, he called a timeout, which makes no sense. And by doing that, apparently it motivated the Raiders to apparently kick a field goal at the end because they considered, you know, just settling for a tie because apparently taking a field goal is a bit of a risk and getting blocked or whatever. But them doing that actually inspired the Raiders. You know how? I don't think I've ever seen the meme. But there's a gamer, right, sitting in the gaming chair. He's, he's sitting back at first all comfortable. And then the other image is him sitting up because something motivates them, right? And, like, to sit at the edge of your chair. And that's kind of what the Raiders or Chargers did to the Raiders there by provoking them, by making an idiotic timeout that had those just nonsensical. Yeah. I, 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 and I think another problem there is you've got – You've got to know, I think Jay said it, awareness is one of my favorite words when it comes to just mm-hmm. everything. And you've got to know what's going on. You've got to know the deal. You, got, you can't just know the score. You've got to know the situation. You are playing in the last game of the season. You should know every single scenario. And when they're running the ball and the clock is ticking and you know I, I, we're not getting this ball back to be able to try to score. So... <laughs> They're either going to kick a field goal and win, kick a field goal and lose, or they're going to run the clock out because they understand that they get in with a tie and they're just going to take the tie. But guess what? We get in too. You've got to know that. And play yeah. at that point, okay, I'm not calling the timeout. Let me see, if they, let me see what they're going to do. And the fact that, mm-hmm. you know, well, I, I heard his press conference. He said it. They were running the ball. I called the timeout because I wanted to get my run defense in there. Are you serious? Under a minute to go? Are you fucking serious? You dumb as hell. You dumb as hell. Was that? It, 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 I said he's dumb as hell. It's not just that yeah. they were running the ball. They had no um, wherewithal in terms of trying to rush to get to the line to keep running plays. No. There was, there was no. Raiders were satisfied. Was no, right. 
So, so, so think about this, because this is not high. A lot of people say, well, I'm sorry, 2020. No, this is just knowing football. If you've got a team that you're up against, score is tied, and you know that if you stay tied, both of y'all get in. The same team is running the football, and they're not hurrying up to get to the line. They're already within field goal range. The kicker Carlson, he, he hasn't missed a field goal from home at home yet. It's within range, and they're not rushing to get to the line. A hint and a half right there is telling you they don't have any anxieties about hurrying up to kick a field goal. They are willing to let the clock run. Damn trying to get your run defense in. Even if you stop them, they're still within field goal range anyway. So let them run the damn clock out so y'all both can get into the playoffs. That ain't no hindsight. That's situational football. That's understanding what's going on right at that present time and what's about to happen. Damn. I would say that's not even situational. That's special situation. This is a very unique situation. This doesn't happen long, often, if ever, right? I mean, can we think of a time where the last game of the season and if you end in a tie, both teams get in the playoffs? I've never seen that before. But you've got to be prepared for that, especially when the game goes into overtime and, like, oh, a tie is possible now? I mean, when, when, when the Raiders were down by two touchdowns, okay, didn't look like that was going to happen, but guess what? It became possible. So, you know, it, 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 something was wrong. It's on the head coach, but they weren't prepared. And guess what? Now you're sitting home. You know, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, this is what we play for, right? I mean, there are 14 teams now in the playoffs. They expanded it by two. There's 14 teams. Out of 32, that's almost half. That's like you're getting, getting to be like the damn NBA. Everybody gets into the playoffs. 14 teams out of 32 are in the playoffs. That's what you want, a shot, a chance, a puncher's chance. You can be the Chargers or you can be the Eagles. Which do you want to be? Eagles got to go play the Bucks. But hey, they got a puncher's chance. Hey, hey, we've seen stranger things happen. We know one thing, the Chargers ain't going. They ain't going nowhere <laughs> to the golf course, mate. That's it. Which is a damn, which is a damn shame, by the way. How do you miss the playoffs with Justin fucking Herbert? Uh, they even have, they even have a, they even have a, they, they even have a Bosa brother. They have Joey Bosa. You gotta Jesus. earn it. Oh, the team loaded. You gotta earn it. Team is loaded. I know. I'm saying, I, I'm, what I'm saying though, he is like that coach completely mismanaged the team all year for them to make this playoffs with that talent level that they have. You know, it's, it's insane. <laughs> Talent ain't enough. Think you gotta about, go get the win. That's it. Think about sure. prior uh, years with the Chargers, though. Think about when they had Rivers and they had all those teams and never made the playoffs because they always started off slow, caught fire at the end, but was never enough to get in. Or they started off, caught fire, but then it started to dwindle down the stretch. If the Chargers were ever to have a complete season, boy, that'd be a tough team. But then they'd probably fizzle in the playoffs like they did with, with LT, went 14-2. and two. And I think they lost their their um their number one seed and ended up losing. So Yo, I, I don't know. Let's just drop the mic on the Chargers situation and and use these two words. Coaching matters. Next, there you go. Yep. <laughs> That's the bottom line right there. I'm with Train. Let's move on. Chargers don't deserve this much of our. Um. I had an interesting discussion um, 
last week on Facebook a, and I'm using air quotes, Cowboys fan. He is a, he is a mutual friend. So he's a, we, we have a mutual friend. We became friends because he's a Cowboys fan. Our mutual friend is a, is a Washington fan. Um, but the Washington guy I know really well. Like, I've never met this other guy. but the, He actually doesn't even live around. He lives in South Carolina or something. But the other guy lives up here. I know him. I know his brother. I know family. Like, you know, we okay. – anyway, Jay, this is BJ I'm talking about, by the way, the Washington fan. And so BJ's friend is a Cowboy fan. And so – they had a thread going on, and I, I'm going somewhere with this, so bear with me. But they had a discussion about the Cowboys playing the Eagles. And so B.J. asked the other guy, which he should know not to ask him, because I, I, he seems like a nice enough guy, but I don't really get a sense that he truly understands the Cowboys, and he doesn't really – I don't get the sense that he really watches the games. Like, he's just kind of a weird fan. But I don't really get involved because he'd be whatever kind of fan you want to be. Red, he said, no, there's nothing to play for, and they should rest their players. So I chimed in, and I said, well, um, you know, in all honesty, the Cowboys are still – the Cowboys and Eagles both, but really the Cowboys even more than the Eagles. The Eagles can only be um, six or seven. But the Cowboys can still have a chance to be a two-seed. So, you know, that's a lot to play for, a two-seed versus a four-seed. You know, two-seed – and, you know, you, you probably have two home games if you win, you know. Four seed, you got one home game, and then you're probably on the road. So that matters. And I also said, you know, Cowboys haven't been smooth lately. I, I think they need, they need a get-right game. They need a game to get some, get some momentum. We've seen it. And you don't want to limp into the playoffs, right? Now, I said all of this nicely. And so him and I went back and forth. He didn't agree at all. He tried to tell me that they were resting players. No, they weren't. They were players that were had COVID, and they were players that were hurt. Tony Pollard was hurt. Diggs had an illness. Now, were they using illness, and really they just wanted to rest? Okay, I don't know that. I only know what they reported, and they reported illness, and they reported uh, COVID. But when Dak Prescott is playing, and Zeke is playing, and Amari Cooper is playing, and CeeDee Lamb is playing, okay, they're playing to win. <laughs> that those guys weren't home. Those guys weren't on the sideline with clipboards and headsets. Those guys were playing. You know? So I said, no, they're they're not resting players. They're playing to win. And so what did, what happened? We all know what happened. Cowboys Molly walked the Eagles. The Eagles pretty much took the other path and said, you know, we between COVID and Hurts' ankle, I think we're gonna kinda rest players and so, yeah, they had their backups in, and Dallas did what you should do to the backups. So my question to you guys is, I'm using this game as the, as the live example, but all things being equal, which side of this equation do you fall on? I mean, we saw, we saw, we saw the Packers lose, but Aaron Rodgers went in and played, what, two, two and a half quarters? You know, he played. And, you know, then they pulled him, I think, in the third quarter. So, where do you guys sit as far as playing your players, not playing your players? Do you rest your players? You know, I'm, I'm curious your thoughts on all this because I know we've all been there with our teams at some point in, in, their, in our careers. So I'm going to start with Jay and, and get your thoughts and just kind of go around. I'm curious what you guys think. 
Well, let me ask you this before I answer it. Are we talking strictly about the Cowboys, or are we saying or just in general? In general. In general. All right, well, I have a philosophy in general, but I'll share mine last. But good. If you don't have a buy play, because there's going to be continuity, you need to keep that momentum going. If you already have a buy, you're already going to have a week off anyway, so rest and get fully healthy. If not, then I suggest keep playing. At, at least play your start, maybe pull them in the fourth quarter, but continue to get a run in and try and capitalize on, on any shortcomings that you may have. Okay. Uh, okay, star. Yeah, I mean, I think it depends on your seating potential, right? Like if you're trying to avoid playing someone like the Chiefs, maybe you go for a win. Uh, if you're kind of content with whoever your opponent would be, then I think you, it's appropriate to rest your starters, especially if they're banged up. Um, on the whole, though, I think probably the best strategy is is playing your players out and uh, keeping the momentum because the last thing you really want to do is gain the next of your first playoff game. Just start off cold, get in, the, get in a bind, you know, get down and, and behind. We've seen that happen far too often with teams that have rested players have had slow starts in these playoff games that have ultimately cost them. I'm thinking of you, Indianapolis, uh, with Peyton quite a few times, actually. Okay. Trey? Man, it's situational <clears throat> to me, purely. Um, yep. And I just want to grab some examples. If you take the Cowboys, um, not only do they have a chance to get the number two, but if you get the number two seed and something happens with the number one seed and they end up losing, now the Cowboys have home field all the way through. Mm-hmm. Two is a big deal. You know what I'm saying? You you start out hosting, you know what I'm saying, one or one or two or even maybe three, that's a that's a big deal. It's just basic it's just all situational. I will say if you not if you don't have anything to play for, players will absolutely take the rest. <laughs> They'll take the bye week. It's like, Oh, we get a second bye week? Absolutely, I'll take it. Especially when they know they gotta play the following week. So um I just think it's like just the situational. Yeah. Hmm? Yeah. So like the Bengals, to me, was a good example. Like for the Chiefs, they appropriately played their starters to try to get the two seed or maybe even one seed if Tennessee lost. No, the like Chiefs the Bengals, playing for the one seed. Chiefs, that's Patriots, what that's what that's what that's Titans. That's what, that's, yeah. that's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, they're all saying. playing for the so, one seed. And I said a team so, like the Bengals, though, it makes sense why they would rest players because they really didn't have much – they didn't really have much wiggle room to move up their expensive division. Right, they had Burrow banged up. It's, you know, it kind of just depends on the team circumstance too and the seeding. Like if you can even move up at all. I'm going to disagree in general principle about the situational. Except the the only first of all, I'm going to tell you, I would play him. Except in the case of someone like a Tom Brady or an Aaron Rodgers. Right, these guys have done it for so many years. But football is rhythm. Football is routine. And I've seen too many times, even you, you got the number one seed locked up and you go in and so now you got two weeks off. You got your week 17 at the time and then you got your first week and then you go in and you look and you play like shit. We've seen number one seed lose. We've seen them play like shit and have to battle back. And I think a lot of that is the lack of rhythm and continuity. Now, I understand that, you know, there could be, you know, injuries and things like that that might influence the decision. But if all things are equal and you're just, you're just like, well, we're just going to rest our players and, 
You know, if it's not someone like a Joe Burrow, if he, I, if he's really banged up, fine. He should have played. Sorry, he should have played because he ain't been in the league long enough to have to to to, to, to be able to afford not to be in the rhythm that they're going to need to go. And now they got now they got to go play the, the Raiders, who just played played their hearts out in rhythm, got momentum, and you sat on the sideline. I, I think the the I understand the injury risk. I've been there, I get it, but man, I've seen it too many times that unless it's time, if you got Tom Brady, shit, you can sit Tom Brady for a month and throw him back in there and he'll be fine. Guy's been doing it for so damn long. If you have Joe Montana, if you have Aaron Rodgers, if you have certain levels, you know, Ben Roethlisberger, um, you know, certain levels of quarterback, you can risk it. Certain levels of players that have been doing it for a long time and you know what they bring to the party okay, you can take that extra week, and I know you're going to be ready to go. But there's a lot of players in this league. I just I, – I would, I would more likely than not, for me, I'm playing you. I'm going to play you. And I, I understand I, the risk. I, I, I hear you when you talk about rhythm, uh, but you've also just played 17 weeks. Like, why, why would you not – while all of a sudden, one week, your rhythm falls off. You, you, well, you're going to end up practicing as well. Well, except the reality is that's what has happened. In some way, in some cases, it's one week. In some cases, it's two weeks, right? If you got a first-round bye, now you're sitting. So now you don't play a game until the third week. And I'm not making this up. I've seen it. I've seen it with Dallas. I saw it with Dallas. First round by Dak Prescott, 2018. They go and they play their first game against Green Bay. Now, at, by the end of the game, Dallas was looking good. But you go back and watch that first quarter and a half, it was like crap. And, and you, oh, yeah, you bank that on them resting their players for the bye. You truly believe that they look like crap because they rested their players for the bye. Absolutely. 100% because they rested their players, and the players were out of sync and out of rhythm. And they got back in the game, and it took a quarter to a quarter and a half for them. I mean, I'm not talking about they were just outplayed, missing passes, dropping passes, you know, clear, just clear evidence that they were not in sync. And that's the most recent example that comes to mind, but I've seen it plenty of times. Football is rhythm. Football is, you know, you have a certain pattern that you go through and you feel very comfortable with yourself because you're doing the same thing. And now you change that up. And like I said, you know, now you don't play week 17, so that's one week. You got a first round bye, so that's two weeks. So you're not playing until the third week. Oh, yeah. Now, this isn't basketball where you play 82 games. You play a, a, a certain number of games and you got to play this. You got to play football. You got to play. I, and, you know, and who knows, right? So we might be back here next week, Cowboys get molly whopped, and you guys come back and say, okay, Dallas played and they got whooped, and the Eagles didn't play and they won. Okay, anything's possible. I don't think that's going to be the case. I just I think, think this game. Both. I think you've seen it. What I think you've seen it work. I said I, believe, I said I believe we've seen it work both ways. Seen teams, we've seen teams benefit from taking that time off, and we've seen teams you know, not play well from taking that time off. Well, I won't. I won't tell you what you've seen. I will only tell you what I've seen. And what I've seen is 
is much more the advantages to the teams that play than the teams that don't. Again, uh, Tom Brady, there are certain guys, hey, but through my but what, career. But what makes, so why do you think, why would you not think Tom Brady still needs rhythm with the guys that he's playing with? How does he get, all of a sudden get separated? I mean, we know who he is and, and everything, but football is still football. I, I, right? I, again, you try this again. I can only tell you what I've seen. And what I've seen is, and, and quite frankly, most of the time, Belichick played Brady in the final week of the, of the season. Even when they had the first round by locked up, he still went out and played the first half. Yes, I, he did. I, right. And so I would say with Tom Brady having done this so many times, 10 Super Bowls, 22 years at it, hey, they wanted to sit Tom Brady, Number, you know, I would understand that. But – what I saw in New England is Bill Belichick said, no, you're going to play. Why? We're going to keep you in rhythm. And I agree with that. That's what I've seen. That's what I support. Are there, could there be minor exceptions to that? You know, if, if, if uh, Dak Prescott's ankle is sore and it's about to fall off, do you play him or do you rest him? Well, okay. A situation like that, it might be better to rest him. But if he's healthy and ready to go, what I have seen is the rhythm can be lost, the momentum can be lost, and then you go in. I mean, the Giants, sixth seed, I want to say 2011, sixth seed, ran straight through. Straight through. Beat the Cowboys, beat the Packers, went into the Super Bowl, and beat the undefeated um, Patriots. Never Didn't have a week off. Now, well, the Giants a lot of yeah, the Giants' situation is a little unique. They could not take a week off. They no, they had couldn't. To. But, 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 right, they didn't have a choice. But they're playing teams that had at least a week off that, you know, the Patriots had a week off, right? The Cowboys had a week off, right? Like they're playing teams that had rested, and the Cowboys did rest their players that year. And I remember saying back then, like, I wish they would play at least a quarter, at least a half. Get out there and do something. Go through your normal routine. Go through your warm-up. Go through everything you would normally do. Go out there. Play a drive. Something. Keep that momentum going. Keep that mojo going. Don't sit on the sideline. So, anyway, that's my opinion, and I'm sticking to it. So, all right. Let's pick some games. Um, Trent, are you going to record our picks? Sure. Set that up. Okay. Game number one. The aforementioned Las Las Vegas Raiders traveling to Cincinnati. This is a Saturday game at four thirty to play the Cincinnati Bengals. Raiders at the Bengals Saturday four thirty. K Star, who you got? Um, I'm gonna go with the Bengals. Um, you know, obviously they just came off that crazy game. Bengals had a chance to rest their players. I think that'll be okay here in this particular spot, especially since the Raiders are, are traveling east, coming off the emotional near tie. Um, I like Burrow and the the Bengals to flash their upside and get a win here. Okay. 
JB? Uh, I'm going to go with the Bengals more so because I think weather is going to be a factor in this. I mean, I'm trying to pull up weather reports, um, but it's going to be a nail biter. But I'm going to take the Bengals right now. Okay. Train. Boom. Raiders did. That was a was an exhilarating finish, but they also started out slow in that game. Um, um, I like the way the Bengals play towards the end of the season, so I'm going to go with the Bengals on this one. Okay. You know, every wild card weekend, there's always one game that people end up talking about, one upset, one unexpected outcome. It never fails. Um, and I feel compelled after my long soliloquy on playing versus not playing. <laughs> Um, I failed to pick the Raiders. And, you know, to be honest with you, I just feel like the Raiders have had every possible reason to fold in their tents this year. And, you know, and I remember, you know, you had Richie in Dallas, and I remember saying, hey, don't, don't sleep on him. He's a good coach. And I think, I hope he gets the job. I don't know what their plans are. Um, but um, I, I'm, I'm just—I don't know. I just have a feeling the Raiders are going to go in. The Bengals are on a high. Burrow is the new golden child of Jamar Chase, and you know Mixon, and you know I, I would say on paper they're probably the better team. But I—I just—I don't know, man. I just got this feeling. I think this is going to be the upset. First game. We're gonna start off on, you know, wild, and uh, I'm I'm gonna pick the Raiders. I'm gonna pick the Raiders. I'll be the I'll be the center. Um, and you know, before I continue, and I meant to do this in the beginning, but I was a little I had a little technical difficulty, so I was about 30 seconds late on the show. But I got to tell you, I don't I don't know what the heck's going on with people passing away. Um, I know K Star probably saw the same thing I saw, but um, you know. Two two Madden heavyweights, two Madden, you know, I, I'm I'm hesitant to use words like legends, right? But these were two guys that really meant a lot to the Madden community. Um, T Boy, who um, ran many many tournaments, I know K Star's been to a number of them. I've been, um, but I mean, back in the days where I was really involved, I mean, I was on the phone with all these guys, T Boy, and you know. Bobby Storm and A1 and NJ Rod and, you know, Thurman and all these, Jose Boza, you know, all these all these tournament directors around the country. We would get, I didn't run tournaments, but, hey, I was the Madden Boys, right? So, you know, we were on the calls and we were talking about the community and everything. And, you know, I, I had the pleasure of meeting T-Boy a couple of times through the tournaments and a pretty good DJ on top of it. But, um, and it was sad. It was his uh, son was murdered a few years ago, and, and now T-Boy is gone. And then the second one really hit me because um, Top Taylor was um, a, a player, but he was really more of a personality. And him and I, back when Major League Gaming was running the Madden tournaments, we would, we would co-MC, him and I together, would MC tournaments that Major League Gaming was running. And we had, like, a nice little thing going between us because he's a, a, a 
outlandish personality. Um, but, you know, but, but it worked. And you guys know I got my little flavor. It worked. I'm saddened by that. I want K-Star's thoughts in a minute. But I'm saddened by Top because the last time Top and I talked, we got into it because, you know, he and I did not, did not politically agree. And, you know, he would make a point of coming on my timeline and expressing his view in not a very positive way. And I got kind of tired of it. And I told him once, bro, don't bring that garbage over here. And he's like, why not? And you, you're not open to an opinion? I'm like, I'm not open to garbage. And what you're spewing is garbage. Keep it on your timeline. Don't bring it to mine. And then um, he kept doing it, so I unfriended him. And he sent me a private message, and he's like, dude, after everything I've done for you, which, you know, I was like, you never did anything for me. We were a team. We were partners. And I'm sad that that was my last really conversation with him, was me unfriending him. And then um, he messaged me like, why would you unfriend me? Because we don't agree. I'm like, I'm not unfriending you because we don't agree. I'm unfriending you because you're disrespecting my timeline, and I asked you not to. And that was it. We never spoke again. And I find out that he passed away, so. Um, sad because we really had a strong Madden connection, even if it, you know, dwindled years later, but we had a strong Madden connection. So that's what I will remember. Uh, K-Star, any, any thoughts? Oh, man. Um, first of all, I love them both. I can't, I was already really sad about T-Boy. I'll start with him. He was such a great father. I didn't know him super well, of course. I only knew him through my interaction at Madden and the tournaments he hosted, but you know that he loved his family, his sons. You know, they were all involved in um, the Harrisburg Madden crew and, and the tournaments that they threw all together. And one thing I remember about T-Boy that made his tournaments even more awesome was he would take the time to personally chef and make all this food for all the guys, right? And we all would have a plate uh, in the middle of the tournament. It was wonderful, and he was amazing at it, and his wife was so nice, and the whole family was so nice, and um, – uh, he was just such a good guy, and um, I'm going to miss him a lot. And and then I found out about – maybe like an hour later, it's crazy. I found out about Michael Top Taylor passed, and he's like, what the hell's going on? This is horrible. Um, Top, you know, he was uh, the Madden Challenge MC for most of his run, and um, he was such a fun guy. He was definitely an over-the-top personality, very charismatic, a lot of fun, and some guy – someone I had a lot of interactions with throughout the years. I'm going to miss him dearly. I think everyone's going to miss them both dearly in the Madden community. There's so many memories that we can run through, but um, both are staples. And, um, man, uh, I'll never forget playing in a Madden Challenge final game and at the championships and, and top scene on the mic. It was so awesome. I, I lost Randy Moss for the game early on, and uh, he had a call where he's just like, and Moss is out for the game. You know, his whole hyping it up and everything. It just playing, yeah, it, it was great. So when I think of Top, I think of just an amazing Madden personality, really good, good guy. Them both in that in that light. And then I also think of the song "Out of Control" by Fifty Cent because that's the uh, Madden Challenge final song that they would always MC over um, at those events, and it was just so fun and so great. And uh, God, I want to miss them both dearly. It's horrible news. Yeah, it's, it's sad, and and and. I, I bring it up because, you know, we don't really cover the Madden game too tough. There's plenty of other groups that do that now. But these are guys that we've interacted with over the years. And I've been connect, disconnected from the community for a long time, but I'm still Facebook friends with 
all of them and still keep up. And, um, you know, I, I, don't, I don't feel it would be right to not at least mention them. And, man, I mean, since December, the beginning of December, and a friend from high school passed away, you know, then we lost John Madden and Betty White, which was, you know, kind of sad. Sidney Poitier just passed, um, you know, legends. And then I had two musical friends of mine, the people I knew, passed away right around New Year's Eve. And now this, man, it, it, tomorrow is not guaranteed to anybody, anybody. You know, love somebody, okay? Hug somebody, you know, pick up that phone. You got a beef with somebody, pick up that phone, squash that beef. Tell them you love them, you know, because we don't, we don't know what's going to happen. So, all right, back to football. Second game, Patriots at the Bills, the rubber match. I got to tell you, I love all these games this weekend. I, I love all these games. I love all them. I didn't think the NFL could outdo Sunday. Sunday was phenomenal. It was a phenomenal day of football, right up until that last game at Midnight, whatever time it went off the air. Yeah. But when I look yeah. at these games, oh, my God. I mean, there's not one bad game. There's not one game that you can look at and say, yeah. I mean, we'll get to the Steelers and G. But even that game, you got to say, can Ben muster it up one last time, right? And if Steelers really going to go in there and lay an egg, I, I just, I don't, well, we'll get to that one. I'm sorry, guys. We'll get to that one. But um, so we've got the, the – I had all these games on my phone, and I just hold on a second, guys. Hold on a second. Okay, here we go. Um, game number two, Patriots at the Bills. This is Saturday at 8.15. River match, 1-1. One, one. Uh, weather's supposed to be cold <laughs> in Buffalo, but, you know, Patriots should be used to that. Uh, let's start with Dr. Train. Who you got and why? Bills. It's always like the Bills over over Patriots. I give them the, to to finish off this this series two one in advance. Okay. JB, I'm gonna go with the Patriots. Um, like we um, train said, coaching matters. So um, I think Belichick over McDermott. I'll take that Patriots. Okay. Okay, star. Go with Buffalo, man. Josh Allen taking that leap, I think, to another level. Um, unbelievable player, and uh, um, it's gonna be a great game. You know, figure either way, but I will lean with the Bills. Well, you guys didn't help me decide. <laughs> um, ah, God. You know, I got, I got uh, Josh Allen, who has grown on me. Um, yeah. Give you a warm he really has. <laughs> he really has. I'm like, well, I enjoy watching him. He is just he's fun to watch, man. <laughs> and but then you know, how do you go against Belichick? I mean, the guy just this is this is like, you know, this is he is, this is what he does. It. He is yeah, man. <laughs> this is what he does. You know. I got to go with the Patriots, man. I can't go against Belichick. I just know Belichick's going to have something for their ass. And, you know, I don't know if Mac Jones watched, you know, a thousand Tom Brady interviews, but, man, he sounds just like him. <laughs> I mean, the Brady, not today's Brady, the Brady that was in New England. Today's Brady, different guy altogether, okay? But he sounds, he says all the right things, 
he, he, he's interviews are perfect. Um, and I actually think he means it. I don't believe it's an act. I believe he's, you know, it's, he's true to it. Um, but man, I just can't go against Belichick. So I'm going to Patriots, but man, like I said, I love all six of these games. All right. Game number three, we're shifting to Sunday, one o'clock. The rested Philadelphia Eagles against the number two seed, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Star, who you got and why? I'm going with the Buccaneers, man. Uh, yeah, Tampa and the go, you know, I played earlier this year. It was a closer game than the score indicated, but it's in Tampa Bay, man. It's time for the time to turn up. This is his his. His realm, right? Play also what Tom does. We'll go with Tom and uh, the Bucks. Okay. Uh, Dr. Train. Jalen mm. Hurts and the Eagles. Going with Tampa Bay. Yep, going with Bucks. <laughs> yep, not even a whole lot okay. to think about right there for me. Okay. JB. Yeah, Tampa Bay also nail biter though. But I'm going with Tampa Bay. Well, you know, I told you guys that there's always a game or so in the wild card division that, you know, gets your attention and could shake things up. And so, you know, when I look at the Eagles and, and the Bucks, man, I'll tell you, um, it will not be this game. I'm going with Tampa Bay. I'm going with the Bucks. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, had y'all for saying now, yeah. I was about, I was about to mess with y'all and pick the Eagles and then change, but y'all wouldn't have <laughs> me. Y'all wouldn't have <laughs> No, I already wrote down all in. <laughs> <laughs> if it wasn't the playoffs, I would have did it. Well, if it wasn't the playoffs, train, you would have been doing it, but I would have did, uh, okay, anyone going with the Eagles, but I figured it's playoffs. Let me give you guys a chance to think about it because anything can happen. I mean, Jalen Hurts is an X factor. Um, but yeah, that, the Bucks. Yeah, you gotta go with the Bucks. Okay. Um, next Sunday, four thirty. CBS has this game, which is really weird, to see a playoff game with the Forty ers and the Cowboys on CBS. CBS. But I guess Roma will be uh, will be will be covering this one. Um, but it's weird. Ooh. I mean, about the rivalry of the eighties into the nineties and. That was all Fox and John Madden and Pat Summerall and, you know, so. Um, Romo had some polls, apparently. <laughs> What's that? It said Romo had some polls, apparently. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. Or maybe Jerry Jones was like, hey, I want I want CBS. Who knows? Yeah. I mean. <laughs> um, yeah, that's weird, though. Yeah, it is weird. But, um, so the 49ers are traveling to AT&T Stadium to play my and JB's very own Dallas Cowboys. Um, let's start with JB on this one. Well, obviously, I'm going to go with my boys, although I do not like the matchup. Uh, 49ers, that's a team that does uh, keep me up at night a little bit just because they can run the ball and they can stop the run. Um, but obviously – I have complete faith in the Cowboys, and hopefully our coach can get out of his own way and don't screw it all up. Okay. 
Um, Dr. Train. Little big brother Jay. Man, I'm pulling for y'all, man. I really am. Uh, this game makes me nervous for y'all. Uh, y'all have gotten off to slow starts going towards the end of the season. That part that frustrates me because it, I, I know y'all got all the weapons and stuff that you need on offense. However, I will pick Dallas to win this game um, simply because I really do believe y'all are the better team. And it's just a matter of getting off to a good start, sticking to it, and then closing that thing out. But I'm like, Jay, this game just scares us all because it's the, the slow starts at the beginning of games. Um, and the Niners are just one of those teams that can just take advantage of it because it's almost like they got nothing to lose. <laughs> They've had a rough year, and they were my dark horse team to make the playoffs, and they did. So, there you have Okay. K-Star? So this is my favorite game of the weekend, by the way, because I think it's the most even – I think it's the most unique matchup, I should say. Not even. I think it's the most unique matchup. Oh, God, I guess they're just going either way. I think Dallas is a better overall team. Um, God. Okay. So I'm going to go with, with – I'm going to go with Dallas. Um I will say this. This is going to be probably, I think this is going to be the best game of the weekend, um, really to the points that Train made. Uh, right now I'm picking Dallas. I might change that pick. I don't think I will. Um, I just think they have a better overall team. And I think the reason why, I, I think it will be a close game, but I think what's really going to cost the Niners the game um, is, you know, Jimmy can play really efficiently, but the problem with Jimmy is he's sometimes turnover prone, and you're playing against a ball-hawking secondary, and I think that's what's going to be the difference. I think the Cowboys get one or two plus uh, turnovers in, in the plus margin. And again, that's probably what gives them the win in this game. But this is going to be an awesome game. I can't wait to see this. I think they match up really well. Cowboys. Okay. Um, obviously, we you know uh, we know I'm going to pick the Cowboys. Um, so, so some thoughts. And I've done a lot of thinking about this game after watching um, a lot of coverage on the game and – really kind of being happy with the coverage I'm getting because the coverage is saying what kind of what you guys are saying. You know, Jay said it, Train said it, um, you know, tough matchup. And, you know, this isn't a good matchup for Dallas. And, um, you know, they got to contest with Kyle Shanahan's offense and, and Debo and, and, and the, the 49ers have a front four that'll get after the quarterback. And, you know, mm-hmm. they, they're going to hit Dak and, I've been listening to this, and I loved Marcus Spears' comment. I loved it. He has grown on me a lot. And he said, well, I guess Dallas should just go into the game and take a knee, right? Because I'm sitting here listening, and not, this isn't directed at any of you guys. This is directed at the media. But I'm like, I'm sorry. Didn't Dallas finish in the third seed and 12-5, and 9-2 and two in the conference, you know, undefeated in the division? If we were playing, you know, one of the AFC West teams, okay, I would, I would be nervous because we didn't have a good year with them. Lost three out of four. But outside of that, we had a good year. Was it smooth? Was it easy? No. But did we pull out more wins than losses by far? Uh, yeah. Um, and, you know, San Francisco has a front four 
that Dallas has to worry about. I don't know. Last I knew, Dallas had a pretty strong front four that can get after the quarterback yep. with Micah, with Gregory, and with Lawrence that can get after the quarterback. Yep. And don't forget Neville Goddard in the middle. The last I knew, Diggs is a ball hawk. Now, he gives up some yards, but at any given moment, he turns into prime time. So I'm sitting there like, they, they have to contest with that Dan Quinn defense. And, oh, yeah, Dan Quinn was the head coach of Atlanta, one, who had Kyle Shanahan as his offensive coordinator. So I think there's, there's, there's some knowledge that they both have about each other. And to play Kyle Shanahan as the Atlanta head coach. So, you know, I, I feel pretty good that Dan Quinn's going to be on his game. Shanahan's no joke. I get it. Quinn has shown us that he can coach a defense. He's a head coaching candidate again, okay, based off the work he did this year. So I'm sitting there like, wait a minute now. Dallas is not coming to this game, you know, and, oh, I didn't even have to mention their offense that we saw last week. Okay, it was Philly's JV team. Well, that's what they're supposed to do, right? And they did it. And here's the thing. Philly went into that game with no risk. Sat everybody, everybody wasn't playing, so what? Philly gets whooped, what does Philly say? Well, these were our backups. This was our second team. Of course we were going to lose. We, we, <laughs> what did you expect? We didn't go in to win. We went in to, you know, we wanted to get through the game healthy, and Jalen's got an extra week. Fletcher Cox can get healthy, and blah, 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 blah. Dallas took their nuts on the table and gave Philly the hammer. Because if Dallas had looked like we've seen them look in this game, oh, my God. And yet they go and do what they're supposed to do, and people are still, and again, not you guys, but people are still out there saying, uh, you know, I don't know, and blah, blah, blah. Oh, wait a minute. So what do you need to see? And let me tell you this. So you got the Eagles in the seventh seed. You got the Cardinals in the fifth seed. And you've got the 49ers in the sixth seed. Do we want to play the Cardinals again this quickly? No. <laughs> Sorry, I, I passed. I'll wait. Do we want to play the Eagles for a third time? We've beaten them twice. How hard it is to beat the same team three times in one season? We've done it with the Eagles with McNabb. But do we want to do that our first game? No. Yeah, give me the 49ers. Haven't played them, haven't seen them. Let's go. So I respect – I mean, you guys are fine. I don't have any issues with the stuff you guys said, but – Dallas isn't going to walk into this game and, and not be ready to play. They're not going to play hard. And I think, Train, you, you hit it right on the head. You're spot on. They have, to get out, they have to get out the blocks and start fast. They need to score the first, second possession. They need to get a couple of three and outs. They need to go in and dictate this game. And I think we've seen their up-tempo play, and they've been – so if we can stop with the false starts and the drop passes and some of these things that are momentum killers – and we can get up on this team, you know, 7 nothing, 10 nothing, 14 nothing, something like that. Real quick, end of the first quarter, Dallas up 10 nothing at home, it's a wrap. They got to play, but that's what we need. We get into the half, and it's, you know, 17-14, San Fran. Yeah. Okay, it's going to be a long second half. <laughs> it's going to be a long second half. So, but I like my team. I, I know I said a lot, but I like my team. I feel good about it. I'm I'm already I'm off Monday, and I'm gonna sit here and have a drink and enjoy Victory Monday. Mark my words. And if the show gets canceled next Tuesday, don't worry about it. You're picking up the phone. <laughs> 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 
I just wanted to say, um, you know, when I was thinking about this game and, and I was talking about all the great matches the Niners have or problems they present, the thing that kept turning me back to the Cowboys, though, was like, well, you can make the same case for the Cowboys, right? They have a great front four. You know, they have a better secondary. I mean, they have an efficient for play offense like the Niners do. Like, any – and so I think, like, while it's a tough matchup, I think it's a tough matchup for both teams, first of all, but, like, the Cowboys still present those same problems to the Niners. You know, it's not just, like, the Niners have a great front four and that's a problem for Dallas. It's like, well, no, you can literally just flip that around. The Cowboys have front four. It's a great problem for Jimmy, who's actually really turnover prone. So I think that gets lost in that. People are just talking about what's wrong with – or the tough matchup for Dallas. They don't look at it from the other, other angle. Bro, Dallas is supposed to win this game. Okay? Yep. This is, is, this is yep. the way I feel about it. I just I was yep. just annoyed seeing them at the end of the season. Like, why Why do you have to wait till you start scoring points? <laughs> why yeah. is the defense in the hold down the fourth? But, like, a whole half. Like, get off. Get off. Get it off in the first half. Let's go. They're supposed to win this game. And that's what I'm expecting. Like, all right, you played that game. Team made a strong argument as to why you should play your last game of the season. They got rhythm. Let that shit continue. And yeah. bust San Francisco ass, like, for real. <laughs> yeah. yeah that, and that they're supposed to do. That is what they're supposed to do, and that is what they need to do. And, you know, San Francisco won their last four games to get into the playoffs. Good for them. Dallas won four out of their last five. After slumping in the middle of the season, losing two out of three mm-hmm. or whatever they lost, they've won four out of their last five. And I think, I, I think you know, when, when – these pundits are looking at things. It's, you know, they want sexy wins. Well, every win can't be like this past weekend against Philly. Every weekend isn't going to be that way. You know, the 50-burger they put up against Washington or the 40-burger they put up against Atlanta. You know, every game isn't going to be that way. Or even a game against Tampa Bay, first game of the season, where I said this could be a blueprint for Dallas and eh, – I don't know if I was right or wrong. He finished 12-5. and five. Draw your own conclusions. But they played hard. They set a high standard of play against the Super Bowl champs in their stadium. And who knows? Maybe in a few weeks there will be a rematch in, 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 in Tampa Stadium. We'll see. Um, all right. Last game of Sunday, uh, Cardinals at the Rams. Um, what was no, what no. was their the, the Sunday game, the last Sunday game, Steelers, Chiefs. I apologize. I thought your game was Sunday night. I mean, Monday night. Your game is Sunday night. Let me back up. Let me back up. Flipping into the playoffs. Ben Roethlisberger, every game could be his last against the juggernauts, the, 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 the trendsetters, the Kansas City Chiefs. Is there a bigger challenge? Does any team have a bigger challenge than the Steelers at the Chiefs? So, K-Star, convince your <laughs> brethren why your Steelers are going to do impossible and upset the juggernaut Chiefs in their stadium. Yeah, so this is a brutal matchup. I'm not going to sugarcoat that. I will say this. Uh, the Steelers have been marked for dead now all year, since the beginning of the season. They continue to win games they should not. Uh, the last two weeks, same thing happened there. Um, now, the way the Steelers win this game is, frankly, it's on T.J. Watt's shoulders and it's on Ben's shoulders uh, and Najee Harris's shoulders. They need to run the ball well. 
They need to slow this game down, and they need their pass rush to come home. Now, the Chiefs do have some issues on their offensive line recently. They've lost uh, the tackle, so they're going to be without their left tackle versus Steelers, which presents opportunity for T.J. Watt uh, to pose unique challenges on, on Patrick Mahomes, and he's going to need to absolutely exploit that matchup. So uh, there's a chink in the armor of the Chiefs, which is the pass protection, and you know we've seen what the Chiefs can look like at times when they get pressure on Patrick Mahomes. Um, he struggled. There was a stretch in the season where the Chiefs were at least three or two and three, two and four, and that was when the pass rush was getting home. Um, so I think they had that injury to exploit, and the way the Steelers win is by doing that and running the ball efficiently and running it well and controlling the clock. Um, the Steelers have run games improved quite a bit these last couple of games. Najee Harris. 170 yards versus the Browns. Uh, offensive line has, has slightly improved over time this season. Uh, and now it's their facing team in, in Kansas City that's a banged up offensive line, and the Steelers lead the league in the NFL in sacks, and P.J. wants the best pass rusher in the game. So that's how the Steelers win this game. Good. Um, J.B. You at a restaurant and you, you ask the guy. Well, why he can minimize. He can minimize my comment. What's the specials for the day? The and he range. gives you this whole list of specials. You'd be like, yeah, give me the hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just no case. Though. I find humor in everything, man. It's how I keep on living. However, when you say the Steelers won games they shouldn't have won. You're referring to the Monday night game against Chicago, right, where the refs were in you guys' back pocket, right? Thanks. I just wanted to make sure you said it. You said it and not me. I appreciate it, though. I appreciate it, though, man. Thank you for finally admitting that. That was – I had to deal with that like the whole year. Like, that was rough. I appreciate you, dude. You you always come through. That's not what what I'm saying. Sometimes you are bona fide. (laughs) Sometimes you are bona fide, I tell you. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, man, I wish your team all the look. Uh, Low-key, if if y'all win it, I am am rooting for you for this point on. But this is a huge hurdle. And just my football acumen says, Chiefs, However, I am I am on your side. In spirit, in truth, all the other garbage. Yeah, I mean, K-Star, you've actually toned down your cowboy hate this year, unlike previous years. You they've, actually, been, they've been they've been really good. I can't even hate on it. You know, they've been really good. Yeah. Now you you hated on them even when they weren't good. Yeah, you 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 would hate on them, but you you didn't hate on them much <laughs> this year. Um. And I can't pick the Steelers. I mean, there's no way. I, I have no belief that the Steelers are going to win this game. But I have hope that the Steelers will pull the upset. I would love to see you guys. I have no love for Kansas City. I mean, I respect. I, I, Andy Reid has changed my mind. Um, I didn't think of him much in Philly, maybe because he was Philly's head coach. Maybe that was it. But, um I don't know. I just thought he was an overrated quarterback. I mean, um, head coach, but he's gone out to Kansas City and done some great things. And I can't, I can't shit on that. So, um, but if they lost, I wouldn't lose a second sleep <laughs> at all. Um, I don't think we need. You know, you, there are certain teams 
you want to see the Patriots, right, because there's a story. You want, there's certain teams you want to see because there's a story. Eh, I feel that way about the Chiefs. If they win, good. If they don't, eh. So I'm rooting for your team. I'm pulling for your Steelers. I really am. Um, but for the pick, i got to pick the Chiefs. I mean, I think if, if, if you were not a Steelers fan, you would be picking the Chiefs, right? I mean, it's just – Oh, absolutely. You know, I, I would. Absolutely, I would. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's just – there's nothing and, – and I'll tell you what. You do got that one-man wrecking crew, okay? Yeah. You do got that, that, that Watt guy, that Watt guy, 22 and a half sacks. Um, yeah, and, I mean. I, I thought you were going to say that one guy, that one-man wrecking crew, Mike Tomlin, give it up for him, 15 years straight, never losing record. Hey. Yeah, he, um, ain't, I, yeah, he ain't playing, though. I can't call him a wrecking crew, but he's a he's – a, He's he's a super coach. I can call him that. Um, so I will sure. give it up to Tom, and 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 absolutely agree with you, Jay. But I was on the field with that damn monster that they got, and man, that 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 is a game changing player that could could balance the scales, could get you guys an extra possession or two here and there. Like anything is possible. Man. Yep. Anything is possible. This is football. You know what I mean? So don't let anybody. I mean, hey, we all pick. You know Kansas City because I mean we have to, but man, I, stranger things have happened. That's all. So, yep. Good luck. I, I just want to add this one thing: the Steelers did. You know, I think most people picked pick the Bills if the Steelers went into Buffalo and played the Bills, but they need to play a similar game. The Steelers went to Buffalo early this year and beat uh, the Bills team, and the way they did that was just through that sheer pass rush. You know, Josh Allen dominated for most of the year, but he got struggled a lot in this game. And he struggled because T.J. Watt was coming for him. So T.J. Watt, just, if he turns up, the Steelers definitely have a chance because, I mean, there's nothing better than an incredible pass rush. So uh, I would just say that's the only hope the Steelers win. T.J. Watt just needs to absolutely fucking take over like he did versus Josh Allen and, and many other games that we shouldn't have won this year. Okay. Good luck. And the Bears. If you Last know. game of the Was that train? And the Bears, you know, that, that game also he shouldn't have won. Please shut up. You lost. <laughs> All right. We're going to Monday night game. First Monday night football game in the of playoff history, uh, which is pretty exciting for us football fans. So, you know, not only do we get two extra games in wild card weekend, but, you know, we actually get a, an extra game on Sunday and then we get a Monday game. So awesome football weekend. So Monday night, um, the Cardinals at the Rams. Um, do we? Do, does anyone know off the top of their head what their regular season record was against each other? I think they split. Yeah, they split. Yeah, they split. Yeah, they split. Okay. Yeah, they split. Right. The Cardinals got that ass and then paid them back. Yeah, this is split. Split. So the rubber match: Cardinals at the Rams. Uh, Doctor Train, let's start with you. Who you got? Fuck, dude, I was trying to do my research. <laughs> like scrolling through, like, let me see what the scores go when they played before. <laughs> oh, man. Um, oh, God, that was, that was, that was their ass in that game. Oh, and they turn around and, sh- mm, well, not as convincing, but. Oh gosh, Matthew Stafford is gonna start throwing interceptions again. Um Kyler Murray just runs around a lot. 
<laughs> Who has the better defense? I really don't know. He's very good at he's very good at throwing around him though. <laughs> Uh, yeah, he can throw on the run, but he, like I said, he runs around a lot. <laughs> he does. Yeah. Uh, this is, to me, the toughest game to pick, to be honest. Uh, right now, I'm just going to go with the home team. I've done that all the way through this list, so uh, I haven't picked a ups. I haven't picked an away team yet, but you'll see. I might have a change of heart on you know, Monday at 514 Pacific Standard Time. <laughs> but I'm going to go with the Rams for this one. Um, I really don't have a real reason. They're at home. This is really a pick em. They both don't beat each other, and neither one of them look, look like they can take out the other. I just wonder if one of them going to blow each other out this time. So, Rams. Um, all right, so this is definitely a tough game. I actually go with the Cardinals. I, I'm looking at this. It looks like J.J. Watt expects to play. That's yeah, awesome. Yes. Yep. Oh, man. Um, yeah, so with that in mind, I'm going to go with Arizona. I just, you know, Stafford can give it up. Definitely when he's under pressure. I think that uh, J.J. Watt is unique in creating pressure. Um, and they've been getting, they're a team that blitzes a lot. I, I just think that they present unique problems for the Rams. Um, and honestly, I wasn't going to rank until I saw this news, but this is pretty big stuff. So I'm going to go with the uh, Cardinals now. Okay, JV. I'm going to go with the Cardinals also for a few reasons. One, uh, Cardinals seem to be a terrific road team, 8-1. and one. Um, The Rams are, I think, 5-3 and three at, at home. Secondly, Stafford has not looked like the player they thought they were getting when they traded for him. He's been turning the ball over quite a bit, almost like he was in Detroit all over again. And I kind of feel bad because the Rams really mortgaged their whole future for this one season, and uh, they might just be a one-and-done. So I'm going to go with the Cardinals. I don't feel bad. (laughs) Guy played 12 years in Detroit. Shit. He showed you who he was. Yeah. No, I'm talking about the Rams. I'm talking about the Rams as a whole. I'm talking about the Rams, too. I'm saying I don't feel bad. Y'all mortgage your future to go get this guy. He played 12 years in Detroit. He showed you who he was. So, hey, now he's playing like he's always played. You get what you you got. (laughs) So, just like Carson Wentz, you know, these guys show you who they are. Believe believe what you saw. You're not going to just all of a sudden convert that. You know, um, that said, my problem is I really don't, I mean, the J.J. Watt thing is certainly very interesting. Um, I am not overwhelmed, and you guys know this. We've talked about this. Um, I am not overwhelmed with the Cardinals. I didn't want to play them right away. I, I, I have no problem playing them, you know, second or third round, however that could play out. I don't know what it would take, but I have no problem after this week playing them, but I didn't want to play them right away. Um, the Kyler Murray dude is definitely an X factor. The way he the way he can run and move around. Um, I, I I think I'm gonna I'm gonna put my money on Sean McVay as a good solid head coach and to be able to put a plan together to you know kind of hide 
um, staffers and to maximize what the Rams can do. So, um, but like train, y'all might get a text from me at 814 my time, changing my pick. Because <laughs> um, I really don't. But right now I'm going to go with the Rams probably for the same reason train did because they're home. And when all else fails, I'm going to pick the home team. But this is a tough one to pick. Really, you know, you know who, who shows up. So, okay, um, that's it for our our uh, turned out to be six pick six playoff edition. Um, I don't think I had anything else. Let me just double so, check to make sure. Let me close off the pick six regular season. Probably should have okay. But I just want to give the final statistics yep. here. But before I do that, Jay, did you? I didn't see a text. I don't know if you said anything. Everyone was all in on the Bengals, and I saw three people change myself, K Star, and T. Did you change or did you keep the Bengals? I don't remember uh, seeing anything. No, because I never said, sent anything out. I just kept it as is because I really didn't okay. give a damn. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, with that said, <laughs> and I knew where, I know where you're going. Too. <laughs> the week 18 standings uh, was yeah. <laughs> so T and K stars tied at five and five. Nobody picked Georgia, man. Congratulations, Georgia. Like, oh yeah, kind of fucked up. They fucked up my Tuesday. I can't even walk around and say roll tide. It sucks. But oh well. <laughs> <laughs> Instead, I walk around barking, talking about who let the dogs out. I was like, okay, I got to do something. Um, so, T and K Star came in five and five, uh, me at four and six, and J at two and eight. Um, <laughs> so that definitely yeah, shook up. I didn't care. My, my boys won. I, <laughs> I, I feel you, dog. I feel you. Be like that. I'm telling you. Bears win. I don't care about nothing. Fantasy, nothing. So the final overall pick six standings end of the season. Drum roll. <laughs> Our number one person. No, let me start from the bottom. Oh, started from the top. Now we're here. When did I say start from Bruh, the top? Get to it. Damn. All right, man. Good grief. Thank God. Oh, God. 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 All right, Jay came in at the bottom at 68 and 54. Tied for second was uh, our very own Commissioner T and yours truly with 69 and 53. So finishing the season by one pick (laughs) at 70 and 52, K-Star. Bonafide, baby. Woo! Would now be the time that I remind you guys that my first week I was 0 and 6. Would now be the time. Anyway. Um. <laughs> hey, by the way, these are all just just in all seriousness. These are all very strong records. The fact that our lowest was what was JP's record? 68. He was only yeah. He was only two picks out of out of the the, the top. Yeah, but what, what was the overall record? 68 and what? Uh, 68 54. Yeah, like that's a okay, weird one percent. I'm just saying that that's pretty good. That that's our quote unquote worst performance. Yeah. Yeah, that was good. That, ain't no, that was, we ain't that no was, dummies here. We ain't no dummies. <laughs> well, 
you know, one of us has come a long way in his picks. One of us is actually, um, I'm not going to say who it is, K-Star, but one of us is actually, you know, <laughs> thinking through his picks a little bit better than in the past. So I'm just saying. So <laughs> good stuff, K-Star. But, um, okay, that was um, – that was that was uh, that was that was good, that was good. So, um, all right, let's go to final thoughts. Um, uh, let's start with uh, K Star. Final thoughts. Yeah, um, just super excited to see him in the playoffs, man. I love to see that uh, Big Ben made a lot of playoffs this final year. Uh, it was awesome. I'm not sure if you guys saw Coach Tomlin dancing on the team of the back. Uh, uh, dance with the team. There's a little video of it. It's pretty funny, and. Um, just happy that, you know, Big Ben is uh, still still fighting until the end. Love to see it. Um, and, and then lastly, again, I just want to say once again, some peace to T-Boy, Michael Top Taylor. Um, you know, T may not say, but I will. You know, definitely Madden Legends for how they helped keep the community together um, and do wonderful things for the community. And I'm going to miss them both dearly. And, um, yeah, we'll miss them dearly. Okay, JB. Great season, guys. Um, it's been great talking football with y'all, especially during this pandemic. Um, for those who've been affected by it, hopefully it's been minimal. And um, just looking forward to the good stuff, the postseason. This is where road meets the road, and um, just looking forward to coming back on Tuesday, talking about the potential upsets and hopefully just great games. Shout out to the Bulldogs of Georgia. Congratulations to him. I mean, I'm, I'm an Auburn fan myself. We have our cousin Debbie that went to the University of Alabama, but it was a great game to watch. Very competitive, very physical. It, that's what football is all about. So glad to see that game. And enjoy the weekend. Enjoy it. We'll talk about it on Tuesday. Um, train. Well, uh, happy birthday to my wifey. Her birthday will be on Thursday. Uh, so coming in and getting off early so I can do what I do. Um, also, uh, good luck to your teams, gentlemen. Um, I genuinely mean that. Absolutely. Hope you guys go as far as, as, as you can go. I will be paying close attention to uh, GMs and head coaches. <laughs> the all season is where I sit, and I'll just enjoy these playoffs from the couch. Hopefully, this was last year I have to do that. Ugh. We'll see. Uh, but good luck, guys. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't even I don't even know what to say to be honest with you I you know we uh <laughs> we 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 uh, <laughs> you know this is it's it's a fun time of the year but it's also a nerve-wracking time of the year because one and done right so train is actually in the best position honestly I mean I know train would love to be in our seat at the same time to just be able to sit back and make some food and watch the playoffs with nothing on the line. Ain't nothing wrong with that either. Um, particularly when they done fired your general manager and your head coach. So you got something to look forward to. It's all good. You know, it's going to change, you know, change is coming. <laughs> um, and so, you know, 
Um, yeah. Um, I, I yeah. I don't. I I really. And I'm not at a loss for words often, but I am at a loss for words because these, this is this has been between football, COVID, um, the extra week. When you look at just football, okay, and look at just the NFL and what has transpired since September, it is an unbelievable season that we've had. And now I'm just anticipating, like, playoffs to just be out of this world. And I'm just so honored and, and, and pleased that my team played good enough to be a part of the story. And I just hope that the story doesn't end this weekend. I hope that the team that I know they can beat shows up and shows up for all of the playoffs. Um, that's, that's my wish. And you know what? I, I, I'm not one that, you know, you never want to lose, right? You always want to win. And all I can say is whether it's this week, next week, whatever game it is, if, in fact, it is not meant to be, you go out fighting, you go out swinging. You look around at some of your some of the other teams out there that, you know, you look at the Raiders and, and what they did. You look at the, the Steelers and what they did. You know, you look at the Jaguars, for crying out loud. Look at what Dan Campbell did with that. They had nothing to play for. Them boys went out there and played. If the Jaguars can go out there and play a team that's trying to get into the playoffs and win, and win handily, then there's no excuse for any team in this playoffs to go lay an egg. You can get beat by the better team, and that's okay. But there's no excuse for any team to go out there and lay an egg. They all should be bringing it, with no matter what, whoever they have available, whatever first, second, third, walk-on, practice squad player they have, all 14 of these teams need to bring it. And it'll be 12 this weekend. They need to bring it. And that's what we want to see as fans. And certainly that's what I want to see and JB wants to see and K-Star wants to see for our teams that are in the playoffs. So let's hope we see that. I'm excited. I can't wait. Should be good. Should be fun. So on that note, guys, um, I hope you all enjoy your football. I know I will. We got a three-day weekend around these parts, so I'm off Monday. So I'm excited for a great football weekend. And, um, hey, we're, we're getting to it. We're in the playoffs now. And what better time of the year than to have that feud settled on the field? Enjoy the playoffs. We'll see you next Tuesday night. Good night, everybody. love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 